there's just like people being sick all over the outside of Mandalay Bay. <laughs> people being sick inside Mandalay Bay. It's like, oh. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Pink Tron Podcast. We're all so eager to tell you about what is happening in the world of Herd Racing League and Zwift. Since apparently it is a major thing, let's start with Craig Martin, Kiskachu Bois ce soir. J'ai une blanche du Chambly. So uh, it's a, uh, a nice little uh, Belgian style wheat ale from uh, a town very close to where I did basic training. Nice. Chris Greenland, what are you drinking today? I have cracked a bottle of Maker's Mark barrel pick from Top Shelf Wine and Spirits. It's pretty tasty, actually. Excellent. Lauren Camp, how are you drinking this evening? I'm going simple. I have an Aperol and sparkling water because I have other different fancy cocktails in my future. And I have to drive to them, so... Sean Fogenberg, what are you drinking this evening? Uh, I've got an original pattern, whatever makes you hazy IPA. And I'm already half done because we've been chatting for a little bit already. And we'll be moving on to a uh, mezcal from uh, uh, Derumbes, San Luis Potosi, uh, that I will, that is in honor of uh, the TTT from this week. And I'll probably mention it when we talk about the RL. Nice. And I am drinking a ginger ale flavored sparkling water because I raced today and I still feel a little sick. And it was also Ooh. my 21st wedding anniversary last night and I had enough. Cheers. Plowing Happy anniversary, Grant. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you. All right. So we'll start off with, um, I guess, Herd Winter Racing League today. Um, Chris, you raced the course today. You want to give a little background update whatever went down uh what was it five laps of duchy estate so that little lead in and long drag up to the sprint it, it's a much different and then five laps around obviously so um it's a much different race than we're used to because usually this shows up in bullseye or something resembling bullseye but without anybody going for the banner like points at the banner um really the only point of separation was that little the little kicker and then the long drag up to the sprint flat so that's what we had to deal with and sometimes so six times around with five full laps and sometimes it was hard and sometimes it wasn't and sometimes like four out of the six times i got stuck with an xp so thanks james um so it was just a little bit harder when it didn't really have to be and then you see feathers going off all around you and you're like, this, this stinks. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, stay with the, the, the fastest group that you can for as long as you can and create separation behind you just to maximize your finishing position. That's the way to play it. Um, and I didn't, I didn't throw up tonight, but I got close or this morning rather. Uh, Brent, I don't know if you ended up bleeding from your face or not, but I know you gave it a pretty good <laughs> Um, so yeah, you got the lot that to look forward to. That's my race recap. Yeah, that, that segment is called on Strava. The segment is called Cornwall Road Climb to Sprint Banner. And yeah, it starts at six to eight percent for a couple hundred meters and then levels out to two percent for kind of uh like 
know, most the rest. 800 meters and then there's just a little flat bit of the sprint banner at the end basically to to really just mess with you yeah and that is you will do that six times so it's on the lead in the next five laps and yeah it's um so the fastest one we did chris was that lap three one we did it in a minute 25 Ooh, yeah that makes uh, sense people were sprinting at 12 watts a kilogram up that hill yeah <laughs> and, and so that was actually four seconds faster than the finish one that i did yeah so that was a minute 25 and then i finished it it was a minute uh a minute 30 and i did yeah. another one at a minute 39 too so wow that's what the speeds are on that thing and my last one so the that third one was a 415 watt average for me which is like five and change 5.3 odd and uh the last one was a 459 so that's almost a full six from uh the bottom of that thing for a minute and a half so that's what you're looking for about six times today's have fun everybody and i would say in race two is about it was at least that fast if not faster frankly because it was a deeper field well a bigger field we had a yeah, pretty a bigger hard top group end. anyway yeah well our so group stuck around 20 but oh know. was it okay both the same then yeah one other thing to point out and this is what i did and it might help some people but we're in a bonus round right so you can knock off some of your lower scoring weeks for overall yep. things if you're racing the whole season so i knew where i had to finish above in order to net gain some points so yeah i stopped short of just throwing up because at that point i knew i was getting points in the bag anyway uh bike choice i think we kind of talked about it on the broadcast but mm -hmm. anything that's kind of either arrow to tron <laughs> i think is pretty much it yeah I, you wouldn't want to go any less yeah uh the the part that we didn't talk about course wise is after the sprint banner, make sure you're on a group because yep. if you're not, you're, you're immediately dropped. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to miss the, the tail end of a group by much to miss it. Yeah. That seemed like the biggest thing on comms, like it, being in a group really seemed to matter for folks. Yep. Yeah. yeah, you can, you can lose. So if you are, alone and you were being chased by a group of eight or nine behind they're going to get you like they're going to pull back minutes over the course of uh, a few laps yeah and yep. oh from comms because i was listening to this watch the um the lapped riders try to stick with who's actually in your group and don't get caught out with riders who have actually been lapped because it's short enough that that can happen here so I think that was happening before lap three for the lead group. Well, when you got some of those real fast folks in there. And it's, it's what, like a two and a half K loop, something <laughs> like that. Three, I think. Yeah. Three, so yeah. Yeah. So, yep. No, I, I think that's HWR for the, it's a, it's a simple course, but it's a, it's fast. Yeah, the so repeated what? efforts is a little different than other HWR is the only thing. Like yeah, this one one this, break point, but this time it's the break point five times. Yeah, this yep. one does seem more like either the bullseye or the HSRL, uh, where you you just have to go over and over again, despite the fact that you're not actually like sprinting through the banner every lap. It's it's still punch, hold on to the group if you can, 
and recover, do it again, punch again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think, are we, do we talk about uh, our week in Zwift Racing League recap quickly? We'll talk about that for a couple minutes. Yeah. Everybody Let's go. Some, uh, well, that's, that's what time trialing uh, enrichment. I'll pour, I'll pour, I'll pour some uh, mezcal <laughs> because. Uh, <laughs> I, I have been told that this will now I'm, I'm pouring the rest of this bottle because I've been told that this is going to be replenished. Uh, our, uh. our team uh, had, so we were sitting in second place in our league and uh, were a f- like three plate, three or four points down on the lead team. Uh, after the first lap, we had pulled most of that back. I had done a really fast uh, flats part. And then on the second time through the climbs, we lost two uh, out of our six. And I was already struggling. And so I spent the rest of the, the lap just hanging on. It was how fast can we go while just not having Sean vomit? Uh, it was, and it turns out that's, well, that was pretty fast. We made up another, I think 15 seconds on the team ahead of us during that, uh, during the flats on that last, we actually, I think we were 18 seconds behind when we hit the top of the flats and we had almost passed them at the banner, but our DS, uh, promised me that if I stuck with the group, he'd buy me a bottle of of mezcal. (laughs) Uh, and he lives just like half an hour away. So, uh, the, the response was, as long as you drink it with me. Uh, so here's to you, Jeff. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Excellent. Did you you do this one, Chris? Did I did. It was good to be back with the Shetlands. Just, we, we did pretty well on this one. I'm looking up the stats right now. In highly contested EMEA Central Division B4 men's slash mixed, we finished seventh out of 15, which is over-indexing for us. That moves us up into tie for ninth. So we're in the top 10, which is a great result for us. We are trending upwards. Yeah. Uh, Across the line in a very brisk... Please hold. Forty-eight <laughs> thirty-two. I, I finished with six of six. I forgot to mention that. Uh, so we we did win, and I think ended up with the fourth fastest sea time worldwide. Uh, and then uh, the team that we were chasing ended up fourth. So we have moved into the lead by one point. And, which basically means if they finish ahead of us next week, they win. And if we finish ahead of them, we win. So nice. that's a fun. Go get them. Yeah. Yeah. Reminds the, me of the uh, season with the Vikings. Yeah. yeah. Definitely the herd of cassowary. We've, uh, we've established that uh, we overperform in team time trial. Um, so We've, uh, yeah, we've been second in both team time trials this season, and uh, we don't have a points race finish above fifth. And I think we've been ninth, ninth, eighth, fifth, 
and the sixth. Yeah. That like and somehow that adds up to third in the league. <laughs> that performance is opposite of the little penguins. I don't ride TTTs with that team. We've talked about that before. Um, but, and my team still does really well um, yeah. in the B1 women's, but our points race finishes are usually first or second. And the yeah. TTTs, I think we're third both of this season's TTTs. So still great, but swapped a bit. <laughs> For Brent. I do suggest watching the uh, the the video recap for this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. We we got in fourth. Now there was one team that finished faster than us that's higher in the rankings than us that got DQ'd, and there was one team oh. that finished slower than us and is ahead of us in the rankings that also took a DQ. Um, and then the team that we're chasing that that is the one was right in front of us in the points standings before this race, the OTR team. That's the team that finished we were chasing and we'd actually close the gap to them so like you see that 30 second window from when you start yeah. we close that to 10 seconds before oh. we got down the hill on the second hill to the flat bit and then the whole rest of the race was just them grinding seconds back on us the whole rest of the way and then we ended up finishing 15 seconds behind them at the end so do you feel like you uh went out too hard um i mean i guess probably we might have because our you know, we didn't get our six rider around and, and stuff like that. But I mean, I mean, how do you know that? How do they know that they're going to be how tired they're going to be by the time we get back right. around the top mm -hmm. of the rest of it? I mean, um, that was that was kind of how uh, ours went. The team that was behind us had actually pulled it back to, I think, 11 seconds at the end of the Libby Hill climb. Uh, and then from there to the end of the first lap, we got it back to 30 seconds. So we had like pulled back all of what they had taken right at the beginning. Uh, and we had a discussion after it, which was like, yeah, actually, maybe you just go as hard as you can to try and put the fear of God into that team ahead of you. Uh, that like, oh, they're they're really going fast today. Maybe we need to speed up and maybe you blow yourselves up. Um but yeah, interesting. The team in front of us dropped their fifth rider. So I suspect what had essentially taken place is our fifth and sixth riders were faster than their sixth rider for those mm. things. Once they dropped that guy, then the other five of them were faster than the five of us. Mm. So whether or not if we had gotten easier and got six through, whether we could have been faster than those five yeah. guys, it's awful hard. I mean, they put 30 seconds into us over, mm. you know, 80% of the course. So you got to think they probably would have had us Yeah. anyway, but um yeah, I gotta say, like that is one course where, like you know, you guys talked about DSs with Richard last week on conversations and stuff. And uh, I gotta say, as like someone who was captaining a team around and going like, okay, uh, who's ready for the next pull? And just yes, <laughs> 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 it's just me again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that would have been maybe helpful. <laughs> yeah, this one was definitely one for a DS. Uh, we were totally scattered after those first two hills and no one wanted to be the one to go next and so having someone who was an independent <laughs> like okay you look ready you're on the front go take it for 30 seconds somebody else get in line after him yeah well and vary yeah. the polls like okay just get you just give us 15 so that we can get just yep. a little breather and then come off so anyway we, we still did. We were like 48 flat. We beat the cassowaries by all of like a half second or something. So. Yeah. What Which the, is, uh, I mean, 
Oh, sorry, you Brent. guys have had a lot more power too, Brent. Yeah. Well, I mean, guy's a big machine, but he dropped off, and then you know, I guess we're a little heavier than you guys. Well, I, I, well, even in watts per kilogram, if you take you know, Becca out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, uh, take your strongest rider out, and then we'll see how you do. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, no. I, but uh, no, we we went out uh, with, and we so I did two uh, two spreadsheets. One for first lap and one for second lap with a deliberate attempt to go negative split. Mm. So we were what can norm survive for the first lap and then uh, speed up after that. So and norm made it all the way uh, up to the flats the second time. And but uh, about halfway around the flats, he, he said, uh, go, guys, I'm done. And so, yeah, and he's he's earned a new nickname. So he, he was the barnacle and. Uh, now he's grout. <laughs> awesome. He did a great job. Of fill he, he wasn't taking poles, but he did a great job of filling in gaps. And so the last race is coming up and it's four or six laps of Lutece Ex Express with either five or seven sprints plus a finish sprint. So eight, six and eight sprints over the course of 40 to 60 minutes uh, is going to be. Nope. My legs hurt just thinking about it. Yeah, this one's going to be uh, like I've raised. So I've done a bullseye and a scratch race on this course in the last 10 mm -hmm. days or so. And I can mm -hmm. tell you that first three minutes is going to be hot. Like it'll be all out from the gun to the first sprint banner. Don't give up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, and in some, in a, it, well, if the strongest sprinters in your league are not the strongest uh, three to five minute power people in your league, that's the right way to go is just hammer it and try and drop them. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I just think those people will be on the gas into the, because it's, it's left turn out of the pen and you're right onto that climb up to the top of the arch so i think the people who can go will just go and they'll be like try and catch me so i'm gonna warm up in yeah yeah i'm really hoping it's slow in between the sprints because if it is then it's just like a bmx race where i'm racing both bikes six sprints in about an hour good to go <laughs> yeah I, th I think the pace will lay off after the first sprint but you're going to have to be ready for that pull up the hill every time yeah. that one, even the bullseyes I did with Andy Kroll, no one like that was still somebody pushed it on that climb. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing that this is while you think that what it's going to come down to is 15 second sprint power, yep. it's going to be who can do five minutes and then sprint at the end. Yeah. Oh boy. And it really does, uh, depending on how hard they go up that climb, it, it gets stretched out around the Arc de Triomphe, mm -hmm. like quite a bit in a, in a way that is problematic if you're, uh, if you're not in good position. Yeah. Yeah, well, lots I of strategy what, for that sprint. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I've definitely been, uh, been detached deliberately by, uh, by teams before where 
it starts to sp spread out and then they've got two guys in a row who deliberately drop off. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, you, you gotta be really careful on this one. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. It'll be good. Yeah, let's look at what's happening else on the stampede this, or sorry, the herd this week. Goodness. Yeah, gracious. so let's herd start racing. with the uh, herd of mountain goats. So we will have Lorraine. Oh dear. Okay. Have fun with that. Oh. Half, half of Ventop, a little more than half. A little more, yeah. Um, stampede. Beach Island Loop. Yeah, so it's like two and three quarter laps of Beach Island Loop, which is okay. a pretty flat route. Like Beach Island Loop has almost no elevation to it, just a few little lumps. So get on there and hit threshold for 45 minutes, maybe. I'd maybe say saving some power for that uh, dirt climb would be useful. Yep. You'll, yeah, you'll have a little grind up dirty surprise and stuff, but over 30 two kilometers yeah yep so uh and then bullseye is Ligardia loop reverse um eight times eight times um i which one is that sorry Ligardia loop reverse <laughs> is the one where the it's the it's the same sprint banner we did in zrl okay. but instead of like coming up from you don't do you keep Harlan crossing Hill. over yeah you yeah. You 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 do the little like cut through and then you go up that hill into the sprint and that's kind of like the race there is once you make the left hand turn off the bypass up onto the climb before the sprint you gotta hit it and then you know hit the little downhill sprint to get the end but basically I would say the person who's at the front at the top before you go down the sprint takes it nine times out of ten so yeah um, definitely gotta try and be on there and then you do the downhill back around lumpy bits way you go again eight times. I think I remember racing this my first week in herd racing league with uh, racing against Rob Homer and Shifty. I think I'd have to go back and look at those results on who it was, but uh, yeah, it was. And sorry, I have to apologize. I've got this backward. That's Lagardia Loop. Lagardia oh. Loop versus other way. Yeah, other yeah. way. Okay. Okay. So it's actually a slightly uphill sprint into yes. the downhill into the bypass. Okay. Okay. Sorry, my apologies. Uh, and then the the yeah, uh, women's ITT is on London Loop. Uh -huh. uh, it's a ten mile. Yeah. So that's doing the kind of downtown normal lead in, uh, out over to the Surrey Hills, up Box Hill, uh, down and back, uh, and then like a little bit one additional yeah. kilometer basically after okay. the. The banner so okay yeah so you gotta still do the escalator coming back yeah yeah, yeah. that's a that's a kilometer 13 or so mm -hmm. nice that is, that is a killer leg sapper at the end of a time trial i mean yep. and the and that little kick at the top of box hill yeah. is is always fun <laughs> Uh, this is this is one where you're not just going. the The fastest way to do this one is probably not just stick it at threshold and go. No. Yeah, no. This definitely save your matches for box. Mm. Yeah. 
So uh, I, I think there's uh, one more thing to mention, and that's, uh, I guess, a week from this coming Tuesday, we have, and Lauren, I'll leave this to you. Oh, it's actually next Wednesday starts the um, Iceni series. Uh, yes. Powered by her. Yeah. So um, that first one, and it is in honor of Women's History Month. So all of the Wednesdays in March. Um, and the first one is an ITT and it's on Tepes Fugit. Um, and for this one, one of the things I remember the most, because I had to determine which time I was going to try and race, is to be in the standings. You need to race at the same time every week. So that is what will count. So stick with one time zone, whatever works the best for you. And that, I, uh, I hope, is just as popular as that, uh, the, the second, I guess, uh, was the peak uh, Shiri's, so. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I, I won't be able to make every week, but I'm gonna do all of the weeks I can, so. Good. Although Long racing race. it after Tuesday's race next week is gonna be uh, well, interesting. interesting. Yeah, my, yeah, my legs will be probably pretty tired. It'll be a big week for me. And a similar thing where I was racing, a few of us did the, the first week of the Mad Monday the TFC Mad Monday series mm. this past week. Mm -hmm. We did that and then did TTT on Tuesday for ZRL. Little, little sore legs on Wednesday, yeah. to say the least. I mean, Brent seems to be doing bullseye the day after, uh, <laughs> after ZRL every week. Well, have you seen uh, Brent's sweat towel? He's bleeding from his eyes and nose. <laughs> so maybe, maybe follow what Brent does. <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, like bullseye is, I mean, it's just sprints, right? Like usually most people in the bullseye are pretty copacetic on like, we're here for the bullseyeing part of the bullseye, right, everybody? They're actually pretty uh, chill in so, between. Uh, w when I raced it as a low B on Lutes Express, I made it through two laps. Okay, well, that is the one exception is Lutes is, was Andy and I just about punched each other in the face every time up that thing and then he beat me in the sprint anyway see i uh every time i do bullseye there's always one guy who's trying a banner attack every lap and then nobody else will chase him down so i have to and yeah <laughs> good stuff all right, so that is the week coming up for racing which i think puts us into around the horn and our around the horn topic for the week is what do you do in terms of nutrition while you're riding the bike? And it was Chris's suggestion. So Chris, we're going to start with you. Yeah. Nutella. So <laughs> Lots of Nutella. First of all, I do pack, they have little mini jars. So I'll throw those in my, uh, in my, in my bike bag when I'm going out on the roads in real life. So the question was more geared towards non-Zwift riding because as we're getting into nicer weather and we're getting out on the roads more often, some of us, um, I've got a few, I would say nutrition, but Craig came up with a new word, um, nutrition. Um, that was not the word. The word was to nutrition. <laughs> My mistake. I'll let you, <laughs> I'll let you give birth to that word on when it's your turn to talk. <laughs> 
but I've got a few things that I'm testing out, you know, I'm trying a little bit of scratch in the bottle. I've got, I've had really good luck with this Morton, um, like carb powder, but it, it's a really concentrated mix. So you need to carry like a third bottle that's not big. Um, so I just wanted to find out from you guys and the one or two people who actually listen to this and um, can put comments in the comment section, uh, what everybody's doing, what they've had luck with, what hasn't worked. Obviously everybody's body is different, so it's not gonna be the same answer, but just a few things to try that maybe I haven't discovered yet. Uh, so I've also gone through the, the Martan and Scratch and the SIS. Uh, I, at this point, mostly make my own powder mix out of uh, a big thing, a Gatorade powder and uh, some, um, uh, why am I blanking on the... Uh, the M, the, the maltodextrin. Maltodextrin, yes. Uh, so just mixing maltodextrin and, um, and the Gatorade powder. Uh, and I have, I could, I'll, I'll post it in the comments, uh, what, what ratios, but it basically gives the ideal, when you mix them right, it gives the ideal glucose to fructose ratios uh, for being able to actually absorb it uh, up to 90 grams, yeah, I think it's 90 grams an hour um, that you should be able to, uh, depending on, uh, size, obviously, you know, the, the larger gut you've got, the more, the more carbs you can get in, but that's the main thing that I do. And then I'm, I'm also carrying gels and, um, blocks and just a, a variety of bike food, uh, on longer rides, I'll usually bring a banana, um, but my longer rides are still not that long compared to uh, some some types. Like I think we the we just did the longest ride we had done this year, which was four and a half hours uh, this past weekend. So that's that's a long ride for for me at this point. Um, what color Gatorade powder though? That's oh, I love the so so I I double up on it. I I like the uh, the cherry Gatorade because I can use it both for that. And then I also make my own recovery powder um, that is uh, cherry Gatorade with the maltodextrin and also a big thing of chocolate protein powder. So I've got like a cherry chocolate shake after rides. Jesus, um, okay. It's pretty good. New, new regular feature is cooking with Sean. <laughs> yeah. he's, like. he's good at this stuff. He makes it for me too. All right. Although I guess, well, I guess uh, yeah, that leaves it to me. So I essentially will <laughs> usually take some water, but not always. Um, I'll, I'll occasionally do a little bit of Gatorade. But you don't. Even outside? Do. Yeah, on, a, on, on what length of ride are we talking? <laughs> I don't know. Two and a half hours-ish? How can't hard? Take what? I, well, so, it, my Gatorade freezes. It's not a. <laughs> he has in August. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes, he has. He has put into one of our chats, uh, and just without knowing what else was going on in the chat, just my Gatorade froze, and we were all like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> it was great. 
that is that is a real if you're doing um fat bike or something in canada I, that i've actually experienced as well myself what if you I mix actually, oh maple syrup does that help or no not much no, yeah. no? i did make i i did, like you can get the hot scratch you guys ever had hot scratch no they used to make like hot apple cider scratch that you could take for cold activities for like fat biking or uh, cross country skiing or whatever and i took that out once and it's did it froze before i got back once on a fat bike but, uh otherwise for like long rides yeah i used to be scratch and then i don't know the dollar conversion rate changed or something and i was like okay i'll just mm. actually get gatorade and mix it myself it's close enough <laughs> um so mostly that i i like real food for like casual rides especially like i'm like i'll pack a peanut butter sandwich a granola bar a banana all that kind of stuff um and then it when i was racing and i was doing tries i would do gels i was like one gel plus i'd bring one bottle of gatorade or scratch and one bottle of water that was always my one gel per hour plus you know kind of 1500 mils it'd probably be like a 90 to two hour race and then if you're once you get on the run i'll try you get on course you get on course water at least but then i'd have my own gels so again one gel an hour and water on the course for whatever you're handing out uh gummy bears are also a good option in t- uh as a alternative to the blocks uh except don't get the haribo sugarless look those up on amazon and read the reviews <laughs> Do you want like a, a on-course nutrition nightmare story for my first half marathon yes, in Vegas? Definitely. So I, I, my first half marathon ever was Las Vegas rock and roll night marathon. You leave from Mandalay Bay, you run up the strip all the way downtown Vegas and back. And it was cold, like pretty yeah. cold. Um, so everyone at the finish line has all got their blankets and everything. And they give you like a bunch of stuff. So I, I don't know here's like some drink thing I'll plow that back well apparently whatever it was was either not well tested or not well suited and like 20 minutes later I was puking all over the floor Mandalay me as were like a couple hundred other of these 50,000 you know runners who plowed these finish line drinks there's just like people being sick all over the outside of Mandalay Bay people being sick inside Mandalay Bay it's like oh and then I remember like kind of recovering and like, okay, guys, let's go back to the hotel. And they're like, oh, now you're ready. I'm like, what? It's been like 20 minutes. Like, dude, you've been laying on the floor for an hour and a half. Like, <laughs> we thought you might have died. It's like, oh, okay. Sorry about that. Uh, let's go have some pizza. I'm ready. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe sometimes it's good to bring your own stuff too. So, uh, I guess I, I will go into the, uh, the horror story that led me to not eat anything during exercise. Uh, likewise it was my so my second half marathon um the hypothermic half in uh early january um you know it it was an it was a uh, it wasn't an out and back it was a one way so you get on the bus and go out and uh, and run back um which in january along the atlantic coast when you get unlucky and are into the wind the entire way really sucks Um, but also, uh, yeah, they had a had Ultima sports drink and B, I ate a cliff bar for the first time ever. Both of these things did not agree with me. And, um, I, yeah, I finished the race slower than my easy pace. Dang. So I think last week we talked about, uh, 
whether I can't remember if it was last week, the week before, but we talked about whether you had ever bonked and you said that, yes, you definitely had. So that also seems like a horror story <laughs> on the other end. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you ever like on a long ride decide maybe I need to hit a gas station so I don't die? <laughs> yeah, I've done that. But I mean, so I, I, I've, I've heard bonked in a, in a marathon. So I, I, I know the signs if I'm on a, if it's not a race, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna slow down and yeah, go to a gas station, get a candy bar and then continue my ride. Not a big deal. But that's only happened, I don't know, once, I think, once that I can remember. And yeah, that was in, in 80K, I was trying to stay above 30 kilometers an hour the whole time. Yeah, I guess, I guess my, my only, uh, and I won't get graphic, uh, it's never actually gotten me on the road but uh, trying to down so many carbs often leads me into uh, Tom Dumoulin Giro situations where it's like, how long is it until I'm back home? I really need that bathroom. Yep. Nice. So what advantages to Zwift racing was, that we're yeah, talking exactly. about right now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like, you just, just, this is an advertisement for Zwift. Here we my go. My fridge, my yep. toilet. So many things are so close at hand. Extra snacks. Yeah. yeah so, the, uh, the, the tiny domestiques I can yell at to bring me more water. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I still haven't trained my cats well enough to do that. Unfortunately, maybe someday. So, supplementary Craig Grant. I, <laughs> last weekend, we had, we got a big dump of snow. I went out with my snowshoes, spent an hour and a half grooming my one of my favorite trails on the closest section that never gets groomed by anybody, <laughs> and then worked like crazy all week. I didn't get on it, and we just got like a foot and a half of snow today. I've got so. Fun stuff. I didn't get on to ride. I I packed down all the berms. I cleared off the A-frame. Just yeah. Anyway, so that's my annoyance. I'm hoping somebody else goes out on snowshoes on that trail, but I am not holding my breath. Well, I think on that note <laughs> that we are done for the night. We are. Thanks so much, everybody to Sean and Lauren and Chris and Craig for being with us for this episode of the Pink Tron. Thanks everyone out there for listening and everybody enjoy their races this week. Take it easy, everybody. Yeah.